Welcome to another episode of the Enlightened Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Light, and today we're going to talk to an amazing composer, pianist, teacher, whose piano book, Piano Lessons for Kids, The Thinking Tree, hit number one on Amazon new release last year in two separate categories, and one of my favorite people to talk shop, new business apps and strategies, my friend Amber Robinson. I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> hey, Lauren. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen you last. <laughs> <laughs> was that two weeks ago in LA? <laughs> it was. So it's so funny. Me and Amber actually see each other all the time, and we don't even live in the same state. So you live in Indiana. Right. And I live in North Carolina. But we typically see each other, I feel like, every couple of months. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I love about you, and I feel like we're kindred spirits on this, is you're so business savvy, and I love to always learn. Like, I am the person that I will never stop evolving, and I feel like you are the same way as well. So we see each other a lot at different conferences and different courses we've been a part of because we're always evolving, and we're always learning from each other. And that's why I felt like was an amazing reason to bring Amber on, but also because one reason I started this podcast was to really bring in the whole business aspect of music marketing and the different realms you can go into. So I am so excited to have you on today and talk about some of that stuff you've been up to. Yeah, I'm excited too. Lauren's like one of my favorite people to talk business with. So this is awesome. I love it. I told her this would be one of the easiest chats because like before we even got on, we were already talking about different (laughs) business trips. Oh my gosh. I had my notes out app and I was like writing stuff down (laughs) that she was saying. I was like, keep going. Oh my goodness, I love it. So let's let's just talk about the number one thing that I'm sure everybody heard in the um, Cliff Notes. So you got a number one book yeah, on Amazon. That was crazy. That was insane. I didn't doubt that you wouldn't get that just because of your ethics. So, you know, it didn't just so happenly pop up on Amazon and just become number one in one day. So kind of talk to us about how that started, how that evolved, and then how that became something you decided to do and kind of went off into the world of publishing and getting your own book online. Yeah. So I've always wanted to do a like piano curriculum because I always end up pulling from so many different sources when I teach piano. I do piano coaching. But I never really, you know, I was like, oh, someday. But I actually, <laughs> a publisher approached me that they have like a publishing company and they have all these different uh, like art, math, science. They have all those different subjects, but they didn't have music. And I was like, oh, well, they actually had like a singer-songwriter one, but they didn't have piano. I'm like, I'm going to do this because I love that company. They format everything in a dyslexia, like autism, struggling reader kind of font. So... That was very challenging because I had to learn all sorts of stuff. We had to take a lot of words out of the the method book, and it's very, like, activity, coloring book. It's like a fun kind of workbook, and there are videos that go along with it because, of course, I can't just teach piano, like, through a book. So I had a professional videographer come in, and we shot stuff of me teaching the kids, but I just love their ethic about, like, they want to make piano accessible even for struggling readers and... So I had to kind of learn their format, but yeah, it took a bit to learn that, but because their company is so like ethical and great and she has such a good following (laughs) that basically (laughs) when she puts stuff out, people are like, take my money. (laughs) Well, and I think that's too, 
just for a second thought, a lot of times people get opportunities, but they're not prepared or not in that mind frame to be able to just to jump into that opportunity, which I think you definitely access that. So you're giving her credit, but honestly, I'd give you a lot of credit Aww. too because sometimes people get an opportunity and they can't step up to the plate, and I'm sure you did. It so, was scary because I felt like, oh, I'm out of my depth, but it was awesome. And I think I also learned a lot from her about how to nurture your audience. So when you do put something out, so she mm-hmm. has like a Facebook group. Um, she has one that's like 70,000 people. Oh, and then there's another one, like her smaller core team of a few thousand people. But she's always doing giveaways or like, how can I help you? She's doing like a webinar about like, you know, let's let's talk about math with sixth graders or like. So she's always giving, giving, giving. And like sometimes if there's people that literally can't afford what she's offering, she's like, OK, well, you can do a review on Amazon if you do like a review and if you put like a promo up on your Facebook page. So I've just learned so much about how to just nurture your audience. So you don't have a cold audience when you go to sell. So that's been super helpful. And I had to get in there too. And I was doing giveaways and like, cause you just can't post stuff up on your personal Facebook page and help people care. You got to like go to where your market is, which was those people who wanted it. Yeah your niche audience, which I think is awesome too. And I didn't realize it was actually, which I was reading some of the description and I saw that, but as a child, cause I play piano as well. Um, I actually struggled with some stuff like that, where I actually had problems reading and it would have been so helpful to have had a book like that. So I think too, you're catering to a niche audience, but I also think you're catering to people that, you know, have that hunger to want something like that, but they don't have it in the form that they need it. So I think that's awesome. And you were talking about giveaways. What's some of the kind of stuff that you did to promote some of those giveaways? Well, her because she has such a hardcore audience, I put, I put, we put the giveaways in those two groups, those two Facebook groups. And also on my social media, but she has such a, like, a bigger following. Yeah. So it was just like, I'm going to give away three books, tag a couple friends in the comment mm-hmm. that you would think that they might like it. And I, it was in those groups, it was literally like hundreds and hundreds of comments. And I ended up giving away, I think, five books because I was so floored. <laughs> like, like, like a, it's fine, take them. <laughs> exactly. Well, because if someone gets a giveaway and they like it, they will tell everyone. They just are so thrilled with you. And it just went so well. Like, and I did it strategically, like around like Black Friday and like before school starts. And at the so for a piano, there's three times a year, so you just have to pay attention to your to your metrics. I know that you're all about metrics, so mm-hmm. like it sells all year long, but it sells like gangbusters right before summer, like right now, like in fall and like Black Friday. So it was like a Black Friday deal, yeah. So you already knew about those prime times. Just from, like, people signing up for piano coaching, yeah. Well, that's really cool to know, too, because I'm sure people put things online at the wrong time or when they're trying to sell something and it doesn't really go. So it's kind of good to know that there's three prime seasons for that particular thing, too, as well. Yeah, and we also ran some Facebook ads for the giveaway Mm -hmm. to get people signed up for my mailing list. Sweet. How did you feel about Facebook ads? Because I'm a huge fan of those. Um, Huge fan. I, I love Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful. I mean, I think you actually know more than I do about it, but I've tried to research a lot before I I do it, and I put, like, I'm sure you do the same thing. You put a limit on how much you're going to spend. 
Yes. Um, actually, particularly on any of my ads, do not spend more than $30. That's my cap recently. But I mean, I spent $10. If you target your ad correctly, I think the last one I had was like 60,000 views. But it's just because you really zero in on that exact audience. And for you, you had already categorized, which I know you've done a couple other courses that with in business and marketing. So you already knew who your niche audience were. You knew exactly, probably, their, well, not probably, their demographic. Like I know where they live. You do, yeah. Where they lived. So their age. You're eliminating that. I think a lot of times when people do Facebook marketing, they just, you know, throw it out there. But until you target it, you know, you're going to spend a ton of money and you're probably more than likely 80% not sending it to the right people. So if you can really, before you put any of that work and effort in, target in exactly who it's for, what their age is, yada, 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 so much better. Yeah. And I feel like I'm so excited. I love talking with you. Yes. This stuff. And I think, um, Lauren, sometime you should do a podcast that's just about your Facebook strategy. Because like every time I've talked to you or like your Facebook ad strategy is like tight. I am more than happy to do it. It's very I think your simplistic. audience would love that. I, I might have to do that. I'm thinking about doing, or not thinking, I am going to do in between each podcast. It's actually going to be a apps and uh, quick tips in between each yeah, podcast. Yeah. So we might have to do that one. So we're talking about quick tips and business hacks. I feel like you're one of my favorite people to talk to about that. Is there any new strategy that you've kind of figured out within what you're doing in your realm that has really gained traction momentum or any apps or anything like in that realm that you've just discovered that you're like, this is awesome. And I love okay. It. Let me look at my phone. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I was not I prepared. Okay. Um, she said I could ask her questions. Yeah. Like we're going to do so, on the fly. This is awesome. So and we're going to get back some stuff that I know we want to talk about. Oh, okay. Too, no, no, no. I love this. I love this. Like, I think your audience and people know, like when you're just, talking it's way better than something scripted um oh, yeah. i love airtable lauren actually introduced me to airtable i'm not sure have you talked about airtable to your I audience haven't, but i definitely will so just, am i going to talk about airtable well <laughs> just give them a quick rundown because here's so, what was happening because i'm really organized i actually use Basecamp. Basecamp is my project mm -hmm. management system and so lauren's like sitting there at some conference talking about airtable i'm like i do not want another thing like i didn't understand what she was saying so she kept mentioning it over and over. I'm like, I'd be an idiot if I didn't look at it. So I totally checked out Airtable. And Lauren, you tell them what it is because that is my number one app, business app on my phone right now as I'm looking. Because well, right now, I do agree with you. Everybody needs a project management tool. Um, you use Basecamp. You use Asana. Use Asana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There it's is. It's different, Trello, though. Yeah. One. They're completely different. That's kind of like your, your base camp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's actually where you start. But Airtable is actually something that you can sync into. I like to call it um, an Excel sheet on crack. because <laughs> it's so true. It, it does so many things, does so many automations, and it's taken so many different uh, elements out of my workflow that I was having to repeatedly do or do things over the top. And it just... Excel has so everything. many limitations. Excel does. It does, and this one just like takes the reins. And off it's of it. free. And it's free, which is insane to me. And they don't sponsor me, but they should. I'm just gonna throw that out. All there. right, if they sponsor so. you, I really want an Airtable T-shirt. I would wear. I would wear their swag. I would too. I, I tell everyone about them, and I don't. No one's known about them, so I, I'm telling you, people, go check. And it I out. know, I know, she best. doesn't want to get all in the weeds of what Airtable can do, but it's mm. awesome. Y'all need to go check it out. Okay, you want to hear my other sure. one that I'm just yeah. geeking on? Okay, now this one is not free, but it has changed my life. Kajabi. I've had people tell me for years that I need to do Kajabi, and I'm like, I'm not paying for stuff. 
But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at the level of my business where I'm not like a beginner. And I and that's where we want people that are on this podcast too. They're going to be from all uh, right. And all. So I had I had just hacked together so many things and integrated so many things like my email, trying to do a course. What else can it do? It can do everything. And so finally, I got somebody's ten percent off affiliate code, and I did it. It mm-hmm. has changed my whole life. It's made my life so good with business. Like it's going to host my course. I can, like, have my email right there. And so the main thing about it, if I could just say one word, is automations. I know Lauren believe, and I believe in automations. Like, you could hire five VAs or you could just automate things. So when people now sign up for coaching, there's they give a landing page with a video. They click through to, an or, like, an application page, which goes to a calendar, which goes to, like, a thank you email. So all of that just being set up in its really pretty the way it's laid out very simple and basic visually so to me for me to up level in business to make more money I had to spend just a little bit of money and just to be okay with risking a little if you if Mm -hmm. you do your math ahead of time so the main thing if you're going to spend money in business do your math like how much is this going to generate don't just spend it so I to me like I was going to make way more money than that little, like, even though that felt like a lot of money per month to me. And that's awesome. And I feel like it's a good way to segue into our next topic. Yeah. So you're talking about courses. Yes. So what courses are you actually going to do? I I know a little bit into it. And FYI, I'm really leaning towards Kajabi because of you and last week. So we'll see about that. (laughs) Yeah. And Lauren and I have a friend named Zion and he does Kajabi Mm -hmm. too. So he was talking to me about that. Um, so the first thing I'm actually going to do is I'm going to do like an, a mastermind for piano. So Ooh. like if teen, like so I do coaching, right? So if you want to spend a little bit less and you don't want to leave the house in your pajamas, it's going to I'm in right now. Yeah, so it's a monthly <laughs> it's a monthly subscription. So instead of spending what you would pay for a private lesson, you're in a group. Okay, and so so that's going to be hosted on Kajabi. I love that. So a lot of people might not know what a mastermind is. I know we do. Can you kind of give a description of the difference between a regular course and a mastermind? Okay. So the difference is this is like a subscription model where the people are in like real life. So like you're, you're meeting with other people versus a course, which you might just take on your own and get the information. So it's a lot more in depth and a lot. Yeah. You're getting coaching. So what happens is on the back end to actually answer your question, I need to have some courses in there. So when people join that mastermind, that group coaching thing that they, that I don't have to use our group time mm-hmm. to explain basic information. <laughs> so like that group time is going to be used for like kind of like office hours where you got questions, let's work through things. So it's going to be awesome. So I needed a platform and what's awesome about Kajabi is they have prompt questions. So when you lay out a course, they have this whole outline of how you should have a course laid out and they prompt question you like, and if you answer all those things, you have your course laid out. What? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. More magic unicorns, and then we can stop talking about Kajabi. You think they'd be sponsoring me? Is that you get to join their Facebook group, and everyone in there is awesome. So, like, I was just not expecting the level of customer support and craziness. But anyway, so in those courses, back to your actual question, there's going to be like, like, Stuff for like production. I'm teaching teenagers mostly. That's mostly who I teach. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have some like basic production, like music production, which for people that don't know, it's like 
how to record with the microphones and how to make it sound nice, you know, in your... So I'm going to have that in there. There's going to be actually like, teaching them piano in there, composing, basically how to write a song. So those kind of things are going to be in the courses. And I'm probably going to build that up later. So if someone doesn't want to be in my group class, they could still just buy the course. Hopefully that wasn't a lot. I just felt like I just talked a lot. No, you know what's so funny about this whole thing? I was like, we've had to have talked for an hour. I looked down, it's been 16 minutes. Oh, good. <laughs> but I'm trying I think to that's keep like, it brief because I know it's not just you and no. I talking like there's an audience. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. A lot of things that we dive into, I feel like no one ever scrapes the surface. And I feel like everyone always comes to me, I don't know about with you, and are like, everyone's telling me the same exact thing. I kind of want to take my business to the next level. Yeah. And like, like I was telling you with music, I think a lot of people, obviously it's an art and it's something creative, but to put it to the next level, it has to be your business as well. It does. So you, you have to add in, these you gotta do some structures. math people. You gotta do some math. <laughs> you got to. And I think and if too, you don't like to have someone help you, I know. And that's the thing. I was actually talking to someone on the podcast yesterday, which is going to be on. Um, and they were just saying, whatever you're not good at, you need to find someone that excels at it and bring them onto the team. Yes. Even if it's just a work for hire, if it's whatever, it's just, you know, don't try to do everything yourself, but also constantly learn and learn from people like who I'm bringing on. Like I said, Amber is awesome for stuff like this. Most people won't be talking about Kajabi or Airtable. <laughs> I promise you. So, okay. But we so want is that good for your audience? Hopefully, hopefully that made sense. Well, yeah, because I, I want them to be the best version of yes. themselves they can be. So, well, and I think if you add up how much we were spending in each little tiny piece of things, it was nice mm -hmm. just to go somewhere where it was actually cheaper to go to one platform. Isn't that funny? I think a lot of times... And have the automations all built in. Go ahead. I mean, I, I think as like an artist, for the most part, we always think that if we pay less for multiple things, mm -hmm. that in the long run, it's going to be a better benefit. But you're right. Sometimes time is money as well. Oh my and goodness. That's, that's like preach it. Built in. <laughs> if it's all built in for sure and I, I think that's one of those things work work smarter not harder and sometimes you gotta pay a little bit to get a little bit so so how do you decide when like if you're like I'm gonna like if you're faced with something and you're like should I pay for it or not what what things go on in your head Lauren I want to hear about this I I definitely am the same with you in the math realm um I also I'm crazy and I plan six months to a year out yeah so <laughs> You know, nerd you it can out. See, like my, I, I am such a nerd, but like, for instance, my next single's coming out. I have six already prepared for the next six months, and I just figured out the seventh one. All the music videos, all the work, they're done. So whenever I'm deciding to add something on, I actually know my budget for each month, and I also have like a course of action of, okay, cool, let's just see if in those six months I put this new thing in. What are the pros and what are the actual profitable benefits that I could foresee happening with adding this in versus just like versa. emotionally, like it emotionally feels good to have this new thing. It does. So you're yes. doing the math too. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes you just want to add things in because it's sparkly and new. I do that. I'm, you know, like oh, that. I've done that too. I won't lie, <laughs> but I've recently, and I think I'm like with you with like Kajabi and whatnot. I would rather have one platform, not jump from one to the other and just really hone in on to that one give the best benefit to that and just really, you know, be the best on that platform instead of jumping around all the time. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. And having as minimalistic of apps as possible, which I do a lot of apps. I do love them, but 
a lot of the times I do what's called Zapier. So I connect all those apps yeah. together mm-hmm. so they all work they work, you know, with a nice harmony. Yeah, well, and sometimes Zapier's great. Sometimes you do have to connect a couple different things. Like, it, it doesn't always work just to do one thing like that. But as you were talking about with automation, automation you have nice. to just you just have to connect it, like, one time. So I keep having this snap fly around. It, Amber can see my face. You guys can't. But there's, like, this snap that keeps going around. So it looks like I'm dancing every five seconds. <laughs> have we about talked that. about automation? We should talk about the automation. We should. Okay. And why automation's so, the best. Well, tell me why automation is the best for you. And then you tell me. Will, yeah, because <laughs> I'm interviewing Lauren on her own podcast. No, I like this because <laughs> that's actually the main reason I wanted to bring you on. Because like I said, I don't get to have this conversation with most musicians. Usually it's very, I'm telling a musician what they should do. And every time me and tell me what together, to do. I feel like I want her I to like tell me both, what to do. <laughs> I feel like we're both with our pen and paper like, what are you doing? And how did you learn that? Because she's a trusted source because she develops things the same way as I do and learns things the same way I do. So I trust that she's done the research and it's, you know, legit. So so I would say in business, the number one mistake I made for years mm-hmm. was not caring about automation. Number one by far. Why do you say that too? What's some things that Cause I didn't realize like what you back to what you said about time is money. When mm-hmm. you first are a startup, everything is like, how can I not spend money on something? And so you don't realize that the time that you're spending doing back-end office work, you could be actually out there making money. And there's ways to automate things. Like if you have an email provider, any email provider, even if you have like MailChimp, which is like, you know, the free one, there's a Mm -hmm. way to say if the customer emails you and it tags a certain way, there's an email that can bounce back to them. So instead of me taking my time to write a personal handwritten email, There's ways to do, that's what automation is. is so if, if this happens, then this mm-hmm. thing happens next. And it takes a lot of time to set up on the front end. And you just think to yourself, I don't have time. I have to go out and make money. I'm a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I never structured into my week time to do that back-end work and to do automations and to know where my tax, I'm just backing up. I'm going to be real. Where are my tax receipts? So like when tax time comes. <laughs> Oh my god. So I'm thinking way I'm thinking so way back to like when I started. You know, so mm-hmm. if someone's just listening to this and they just started, all I was doing was working. I was on that hamster wheel, like chasing the next dollar. Instead of mm-hmm. in my week getting some like brain time to be like, okay, how are my finances set up? So when tax season does roll around, I will not be crawling under the desk sorting through like newspapers and files like so it's those kind of things and you can't be automated all at once so it's just like so what one thing can you automate and work on that till that's automated and then you look at the next thing because it is overwhelming and I don't want people to be overwhelmed but like where is the struggle so you can you always know in your body you can feel where's the struggle like is the struggle Mm -hmm. in your email is the struggle in balancing your checkbook like where is that struggle and if you don't know you don't even always have to pay someone you feel like Go to the library and get a book. Like in every major city, there's like a nonprofit business association. That I remember being like poor and going to that. Like these are really hung me funny. These like old retired dudes that were super excited about math and accounting that sat there for free because there's a nonprofit in every city. And mm-hmm. I opened my books and they're like, "Yay, accounting!" <laughs> You're like. You know what? If you're enjoying this, let's do some more. <laughs> and, or, you know, sometimes I have a friend who's a graphic designer, 
And she and mm -hmm. I trade business stuff because I do business strategy with her and she does graphic design. So you don't always have to pay when you're first starting out, but you've got to get those things automated. So you can just be moving forward in your business and creating content while this back end financial or email things are just working and you feel good like you got your stuff taken care of so hopefully that wasn't too complicated no it definitely wasn't and I'm so so firm. you tell me I'm about so, automations I am such a huge believer so for a little while and I'll just be open and honest um, most of my income source was from booking shows so yeah that was my livelihood but to book those shows when I say I stood up, or I stayed up till about 4 a.m. every night, I had a day job, and I was working 9 to 5 to make the income to put into making the EPKs, doing the emails. I would stay up till about 4 a.m. every night and then go into work about 6 a.m. So, I mean, I was hustling. And the thing was, especially I book a lot of festivals and fairs, their emails don't change. They don't change. So, when I got smarter was when I actually implemented um, – Automation. So I actually use a tool called HubSpot for me. Oh, cool. I hear about I this do, all the time, but I've never used it. So tell me, educate it. me. It is an automation, which you can actually import. And I can automate when I email these people. I can already do one email. And it specifically, um, I'll do like a coding, which is very easy within the software, um, where I can, it will put their name into it. So instead, I spent one time, one day, I usually allow about three days out of the year and it's usually in November and then one in January because of the time that the festivals kind of go out and I just make sure all my database is correct. As I said earlier, those emails don't change over the years. So I was literally emailing each person. It was thousands of people to get maybe 50 shows, if that. <laughs> and I was spending all this time. Now I actually automate it. And so with the click of a button, I write a new email. It takes me one full day to do. Write a new email, set up when those emails are going to go out, and it will send a personalized email to each person. And I, like I said, 24 hours. I was definitely working, I have to say, at least 10 to 20 hours a week extra doing these emails to book shows. So that being said, within about two years' time of doing automation, I think I started doing sync licensing work and I've started doing, I had my own company, but I didn't have the time for that because I was spending all this time manually because I felt like for a little while, unless I physically manually write each person individually, it will not matter and they won't <laughs> book me. You know what the, the crazy part about all this is? Though, You're booking that I more now, aren't you? I book triple the amount, but guess what I get to do? What I, I like to do on the back end is now that I have reports, I can see when people don't open those mails uh, emails yeah so I specifically and usually it's about 10 out of the 1000 I will personally write them a handwritten letter and mail it to them <gasps> you're amazing and that's such smart thing to do so but I, you have your I, metrics I known that. you have your yeah your and, and you know also within HubSpot and other ones I can see when they open it I can see if they opened it and didn't respond like you I can see and a lot of times I feel like the personal touch on the back end but if I would have wrote all these people that would have been a ton of money but you know, it's just one of those being smarter. And I, I think I've tripled my bookings That's by not touching them. So I do one day. I literally do all my booking in one day now. And I was doing it weekly, which a lot of people are like, I don't believe her. I promise you. I set up in one day. And we've talked about this before, too. I've hired a VA just to go through 
um, and just double check spelling, double check the emails are correct. But besides that. But how many people would you have to hire if you weren't doing that automation to do that automation for you? Does that make like sense? I said, I, yeah. I was, I was doing at least 10 to 20 hours a week for sure. Yeah. 120%. Um, and I was exhausted. I actually, you know, it's really funny. I wrecked my car during all this time too. Because you were exhausted. I actually, I was exhausted and totaled it and had to buy a new car, had a car payment, which was, you know, like $20,000. So. And you can't get back your health. Like if you wreck your health because you're so working like so, yeah. so much. Yeah. You can't get that back. Yeah. So, so like you were saying too, sometimes investing a little bit more. I thought doing all the hard work and the heavy work myself, but instead I probably had to pay twenty to thirty thousand dollars because of all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so automate it so you're you can take breaks and you can be a person mm-hmm. and have time with family and friends and exactly. That's and a I hard think, thing for business owners, I think. So we just want to work all the time and mm-hmm. not have that balance. I think sometimes. And I think that's crazy too, especially as creatives. You, you really oh my not gosh. Creative until you attach yourself to real life. (laughs) Yeah, how are you going to get that fuel and that downtime to be creative? Exactly. So As much as we like business, I mean, we love business. We just, we Mm -hmm. both know, like, you can't just be in that all the time because when are you going to do your creating? Exactly. So we're just preaching to the choir that you need automation. And there's there's other tools, like, um, one of my thoughts I don't really care for is... um, my email marketing. So I do that too. Once a year, I'll plan out the whole entire year and automate. There's a whole bunch of different systems that you can do, but I think we should do an episode on automation sometime. Yeah. (laughs) And I also feel like a word that goes with automations that you're hinting at, but we didn't say is batching. So not only, so not only I would love to like come back and talk to you about batching and automations, but like, so, so Lauren is doing two things, which I do too. Automating, Mm -hmm is having that system that automatically sends that email back to that person. But batching is what she's doing. She's saying she's taking a whole day planning out a year. And so I normally do that by quarter. I'll take a quarter and I'll plan out my social media strategy. So I'm not mm-hmm. just posting cute pictures of me, which I'm not that cute, but like <laughs> pretend I oh, was. <laughs> but anyway, like you're not just like being like, oh, I'm at like a concert. Let me post a picture. Like there's actually like you're leading your audience in giving them value, delivering mm-hmm. over the top, serving them. So you're leading them through something. So you're going to sell something that quarter. And yeah. so if you don't batch it, so batching it is like, if you're cooking, like when I cook, I cook like a whole bunch of meals at once and freeze them. So mm-hmm. I don't have to pull out the pan. I don't have to like do all that cleanup. So that's what we're doing. It's just like cooking a lot at once. And so if you're, I know for Lauren, she does videos for her, Thing. So for me, if I'm going to do a YouTube video, I want to like do my hair once <laughs> exactly. and batch it all together because your mind is in that mode. It's hard to attention switch. Like, I don't know if you all know the science. Every time you change tasks, there's an attention switching. It takes 30 minutes for your mind to fully go to the next task. Isn't that insane? And so I, batching. I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. I batch all my social media and everyone always wonders how everyone has such perfect feeds and such, like, you you can't be inspired every day. Mm-mm. Like, you can't take a picture by the wall looking amazing. Like, most of the time, I'm in my pajamas when, like, this really, really, like, fancy picture of me, like, pops up on Instagram. That didn't happen on the same day. No, no. But as you were saying, too, as your business structure, and especially within music business as well, if you already prompt yourself to knowing 
and this quarter I want to release a new single or I want to have a new music book or I want to have you work backwards and plan yes. all that material out so that when it comes to it people are like wow I didn't think it just led straight into it how did that happen crazy how batching works but yeah I am so on board on batching and it makes life so much easier too because you do it all in one time and like you were saying too especially with video content which I'm sure you did with your book did you do all that in one day that's a good question to ask too with um mm -hmm. with a video, the video. we yeah. it took longer than we thought so mm -hmm. she, so she actually had to come back a second day but yeah we did but two it, days but we did 40 videos they're short I mean they aren't like videos like Lauren has where it's a big production you know with it's a different kind of a video. They're shorter, but we did four, over 40 videos. But here's the thing. Like, it would be, you can't do 40 videos on 40 days. Mm -mm. Like, that's just not obtainable. So doing stuff like that, you're actually working for your own good. And I think that's a good point in case to work out. I think a lot of times people see social media, they see content, and think that these um, artists and these creators are sitting every day creating this and it's unobtainable. It really is And it would take time away from us actually like creating music. Cause that's at the end yeah. of the day. Are most of your people musicians that are listening to this podcast? Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. our, your goal is to create music and to create that life you love. So this is just taking a few days to do that back end work that there's money coming in to support yeah. you. And can I tell you about batching on steroids? This is something I did yes. this year for the first time ever. <laughs> okay. Batching on so, steroids. So <laughs> I own my own business, and one of my best friends, she's a, um, she stages houses. Okay, so she's an interior designer. So we went to Nashville for a weekend mm -hmm. and did our batching together. Like, so, so she's working on her stuff. I'm working on my stuff. We took a camera. We had our hair done. We had our nails done. Like, so we did a bunch of our social media pictures. We shot videos of each other. Like we're not professional, like, you know, people, but like you just need someone in front of the camera to hold it and make sure it's not good. <laughs> and we sat there and planned out our social media strategy. We traded. I helped her with her business strategy. Um, we had an Airbnb, so we had food. Mm -hmm. And then like we went out like the last night or two in Nashville like to celebrate and have fun. And we got probably, I probably got months work of work because there was someone with me but separately, like we don't own a business together. So we just sat there and we're like, let's batch the, the photos. Let's batch the videos. Now we're working on our planning out our social media for the quarter. And like, now we're going to do the trade where you go onto my website. Cause she's a visual person mm -hmm. and she can do stuff on my website. So she came on my website and fixed stuff. And I did some business strategy for her on steroids. That's batching on steroids. And then once a week, she and I meet at a coffee house mm -hmm. and work on our stuff separately. But together, like all the stuff that we don't want to do, like that's not music. It's not interior design. It's the social media. It's all that. So if I have a question that I just need to mm -hmm. run past someone, I'll interrupt her and say, what do you think about this? Sometimes you just need another person's brain to be like, I'm yeah. going to try to be your ideal customer empathetically in my mm -hmm. mind. That does not make sense, girl. Like, so it's this person to run. So, so we are going to meet up quarterly and do those weekends. And then once a week for just for two hours, it holds me accountable to like continue that back end business work. 
I love that. And it has so many ideas flowing in my head right now. You have to have an idea. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I, think, I just cranked it up to the next level. And I think eventually she and I want to run business retreats and help other people do that. I mean, you know, I'm about that. I am so about that. And the thing is, too, I think you're really addressing something that a lot of people have an overwhelm of. When you're alone. Because you can't go very when far you're alone, alone. Yeah. It's very hard. And, two when you have to hire so many people that are experts, mm-hmm. which, you know, at a stage I would like to do. Oh, but yeah. Sometimes it's unaffordable. It's just physically unaffordable. So being able to swap out your talents with like-minded business, because we're all having to move to a social media platform. We're all having to move to about the same business structure, just a different audience. And I think you're right. Empathetically, you can't think about other people in your head Mm-mm. and have the whole conversation there. So... I love that idea, and I would love to encourage anybody that's listening to really find an accountability partner, even if they're not in the same space as you. It actually helps Maybe that it's she's better. not, because I think in mm-hmm. people in our spaces, we have in our mind, if you're in music, this is how you do things in music. Mm-hmm. And so her being interior design and graphics, like she's like, I'm going to put myself in the mind of your ideal customer, and that doesn't serve me. Like I get that's how y'all do it. And piano coaching but what I would want for my daughter is so it really helps that it's not in the same I think but if, I think so but if that's your person is in your space I would say do it but I think I'm so independent and strong and so Lauren is too that I always mm-hmm. am like I'm just gonna power through and I'm gonna get this done myself and it's okay to be like I'm gonna have a bad week where I don't want to sit here and do any of this stuff that's not music and that I'm excited to see her because I love her it's like that same energy that Lauren and I have so mm-hmm. it gets me pumped up to do this because I, like, want to hang out with her and I want to hang with her. I don't want to be the per- the person that's not running as fast with the other person, you know, because she's, like, awesome. And I don't want to be, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. And I am so for that. I think that's a great thing for anybody to take away is that just find other people in your space and you can kill it together, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's. The imposter syndrome is trying to do it alone and then like battling with yourself. And it's like, what are we doing this for? <laughs> so, so many things that we battle like mentally and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that too. So I, I could keep talking to you forever, but I didn't mention one thing we talked about at the um, last conference we were at, we were at a sync summit together, sync summit. We were not at the sync summit, but a sync conference you mentioned, are you going to be working on a solo project? Did I hear that? Yes, I am. This is cool. I have, I'm re- I've played piano since I've been little. And so mm-hmm. I'm the one in my area that everyone knows, like, plays on people's albums. So I've always played on other people's albums. And so my high school kids, we make albums for them. And I was like, it is about time I'm making my own album. So I'm doing a solo, like, EP. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come out in the beginning of 2020. So. That's awesome. So that's, I know, it's well. I always, I'm like, I always like helping people, but I'm like, dude, I need to put something in my name. <laughs> like as I a agree. pianist, it's about time. So I'm excited. It I'm working really on it. Is. So how many songs do you think it's going to be on the album itself? So you're going to do an album as well, correct? Yeah, I'm probably going to do a five to seven <laughs> song album and I'm going to like release singles because Lauren teaches me I need to release singles. Well, it's crazy to me that that's the new format. But I get it. I did. I get it too. Sometimes I don't fight the system. I just, just got to work with what's going. But then I'm going to, they're eventually all going to add up to, to an EP. And I'm also excited because in my mind, I ha, I know this is not crazy. 
I want people to come to my concert and I want it to be super interactive. So I'm already thinking of like what visuals we're going to have on the screens and like making it super crazy interactive. So it's not like I'm just sitting here listening to solo piano music. Well, no, you got to format a show, which mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about that too. I've just started with my band, um, local shows. We actually have a video element within every show as well. That's why I'm, because yeah, that's where we're going for. There's, there's a lot of talented people in this world. Like I promise you. But sometimes you just need something to elevate your talent, and I am so for that new element you're adding. That's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, and the songs are going to tell a story, which I know they don't even have to. But I got. But why not? But yeah, I got super inspired. If you guys have Netflix, if 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 anyone wants a Netflix show to watch, there's a show called Under the Arctic Sky. It's a documentary of these guys that go surfing in Iceland. Mm. Which I love cold weather. I'm a weirdo, and I love surf. I do. Too. I love surfing. Like, I'm, I don't live by the ocean, but when we go, we go surfing. And so it just combined those two things and what these guys have to go through. They get in these Jeeps. There's, like, snow, like, feet high. They should not be on the road, and they're driving out there to do this amazing thing that no one does so they can surf under the northern lights. That's so cool. So are you formatting the songs kind of after this, that story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to me, to it. me, to make an album of piano music which has no words, I have to have mm-hmm. a storyline. I just can't like you put, put, put like so cool. random songs together. I want a story, and then so when we do the show, there will be this epic story that I'm telling. I love that. I think that's gonna be cool. I hope you tour with it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll go to Indiana. You're gonna have to talk, talk to Chad Lawson until oh, you need to come to Indiana. We won't have so much fun. But you need to I talk know, to... Which actually... Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Chad. Oh, no. I was going to say, my family lives in Indiana, so there's more than likely a 95% possibility I will be coming to Indiana. You need, to, the next you need to crash our business batching meetups. Hey. Hey. I am so... <laughs> I am so game for that. I am such a nerd, you guys. I, you have no earthly idea. I don't talk about it a ton, probably online, but I'm such a huge like business hacks nerd. So, but well, yeah. What I was going to say is like... I would open for Chad Lawson, and you can hook me up. <laughs> I mean, I, I sure can. I can. No, it's okay. You, you have a hookup now, too. I know. He knows me uh, now. It's all good. I love it. The first time we actually met was, I guess, was this the first time or the second time? The first actually? time was in Nashville two years ago, or two or three years and ago then, for the DIY conference. And sh- But it was still, Chad was the second year? First year. Was it? Oh, it was the first year. Follow so, Chad um, Lawson online, anyone. Listen to his piano music. It's amazing. He is phenomenal pianist. Um, I actually have a song that didn't come out. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> with um, another artist right now, so that's why I've been holding off. But he played on the, the track, and it's phenomenal. So I did not know Amber was a huge fan of his, and he was at the I have T-shirts so. with his stuff on it. Like, that's how much of a fan I am. Oh, yeah, and he's huge on Spotify, huge in a lot of different realms, uh, classical. Like, if you're ever getting to record with him, it's a, it's an experience. It's awesome. So, and he gave me the sheet music afterwards and I'm a pianist, but I definitely Aww. wouldn't say like, that was like his thing afterwards. He gave me the sheet music and how he had charted it out. And it was so lovely. Um, I'm a pianist, but I definitely do not feel like I am at the caliber of Amber or Chad, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate piano, but I love to actually appreciate them more and hear. But your vocals are so awesome. Like that's your lane. Well, thank you. I think too, that's, that's a cool thing. For a little while, I thought I had to be everything. Like your lane, yeah. But I think I, I excel in my lane, and I'm good with driving in it. So, but yeah, I've had such a good time talking with you, Amber. Yeah, like, you're the best. For real, 
Is there anything else or any advice before we actually let you go that you would want to give to anybody starting out on a new venture, especially in music where it might not be your typical format of a CD artist, but like branching out into a different sector, like with your publishing of your book or anything of that? Is there any advice you would give them? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of you have to like have – there was a book once that was talking about a kite and how like Mm – you have the creative part of the music is the kite. It's the part that's in the sky. That's the fun thing that gets you motivated out of bed. But you also have to have the person who's holding the kite at the bottom with the string. So the part at the bottom of the string is the music business, like getting your accounting and getting your like all those things in order to mm-hmm. anchor you so that you can have the kite. You can have all you, you, you can be creative. You can branch out. So I think a long time. I was either like all in that creative world or I was all in the business world and I was unhappy either way. So just to structure your life a little bit and just to do one thing, not, not to get overwhelmed, just to do one thing to kind of either secure that kite at the bottom. That's if it's not secure, or if you're in that business stuff and you're not being creative, do one thing this week to go on a like date, go on a, like a art, art walk, go to the art museum to have your kite going. So that's always what I think about with music and business. I love that, and I feel like that's a good note to end on, and I've had such a wonderful time geeking out with you. I'm sure we'll probably geek out for a few seconds after this show, but as far as for this podcast, I hope you guys have learned a ton from Amber, and we will see you next week on the Enlightened Musician Podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us this week on the Enlightened Musician podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theenlightenedmusician.com, where you can subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, this is Lauren Light.